what do we do when the ugliness of the world around us invades our home? These are challenging days in which to be a parent. And some of the tasks and some of the situations that we have to navigate require incredible wisdom and discernment. Mm. My name is Dan. I'm with Ben. We're the Teaching Pastors at Life Fellowship here in Metro Charlotte region. And uh, today we're continuing our series on legacy planning, on parenting, and how we can do the impossible task of raising our kids up uh, in the way they should go. So Ben, today we're going to, this This came out of a, an email that was sent to us yep. at uh, lifetalks at lifecharlotte.com, mm-hmm. which anybody can send in. We received multiple ones we got, this last week. We got some week. great yep. episodes ideas. I don't know how we're going to get it, get through this all This series of them. seems to be hitting a chord because yeah. um, every day I'm having somebody either contact me or tell me, yeah. hey, I listen, and, and I mean, just right after they're dropping. So yeah. um, obviously th- this is a hot topic. So here, here's kind of a scenario. The a scenario is you've got a, a a couple parents who are trying to raise their kids up and and doing a good job. They're appropriately sheltering them. They're giving exposure to truth and so forth. But within even their family network, they've they've got a situation with a family member who is struggling with issues of behavior and mental health mm-hmm. and sexuality, identity, se- sexual mm-hmm. identity. And these are areas that if you have a teenager today. All three of those areas are, are going to be they're so, rampant. Yeah. So in terms of behavior, it running the range from cutting, um, um, you, you know, or um, uh, even the way sometimes they dress or identify, piercings, mm. tattoos, uh, all all these different things would mm. help them with identity. But the cutting mm. is kind of a yeah. a self pain. That's a mental health issue mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Other mental health issues are depression and anxiety, thoughts of suicide. Uh, um, you know those kind of areas, and and then um, in 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 addition to all of that, there's just how how we're responding to crises in other people's lives. How do mm. we how do we communicate the love of Christ? Yeah, and then you add to that the gender identity, the uh, the the sexual orientation issues, and yes. so forth that are very much a part of the cultural conversation. Yeah. Right now. So all of these different things. How does a parent address these topics with their teen? In such a way that that uh, it counters much of the message that's coming from the mm. world and secular sources, um, but also encourages free debate, free discussion, free conversation with our own kids on topics that can sometimes be pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's really it's sad, Dan, that we when I think about when I was younger, um, the kinds of issues that are now prevalent today. I mean, they were. They just weren't happening. They were fringe. They, they were very most. fringe, and so, uh, but but the reality is, you know, parents now, especially wanting to raise their children with a Christian worldview and a Christian uh, environment in their home, many times will have to navigate these issues of the reality of sin, the reality of brokenness, uh, entering into a, the family sphere. It could be aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews. It could be children, right? But but you don't, you're like, man, there's no playbook for this. And the reality is a lot of things are going on. Have There hasn't been a lot of history of, okay, how do I navigate this as a, as a family member? Um, and so I, I do, my heart goes out to parents because I've walked through this, you've had to walk through this. It just the issues are heavier today mm-hmm. than they have ever been. And I think it's, it's important just to Man, let your heart be known to God as a parent to say, "Man, Lord, help me to help me in this in this time." Mm-hmm. There's there's two there, there's a phrase that Jesus said when he was trying to help his disciples navigate through the challenges of life, and he said, "I want you to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves." 
And I think that phrase right there, I, I when we got this question from the, this emailer, that's the first thing that popped into my head because we want both for our children. And that's a very, we talked a little bit last episode about the whole bubble thing. It's the art and the science of parenting. And and that, that statement that Jesus gives us, we need to make sure that our children are wise. They're aware of the challenges that are out there. But we also want to, um, we, we want them to have a level of innocence that is good. God wants us to be innocent towards evil, right? And so uh, I think there's a there's a way in which it's almost like what what is celebrated today is the graphic. You know, we celebrate the graphicness of things and say, no, 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 it's important that we don't need to be graphic with, especially with children. And so um, I, I think when you're talking to kids, I think it d- depends on how old they are. I think when they're really young, you can probably shield them from a lot of things. But as they get older, maybe six, seven, that seven through 11 age, they're going to be much more aware mm-hmm. of things and you can't hide as much. Um, and so what I would say from that age, you really... Uh, try to be as general as possible. Hey, you know, you know, your cousin or your aunt or this person, uh, you know, they they are they're making some decisions that, um, or they're going through something right now that is really hard, um, and something that they might be doing. Whether it's, if it's something with sexuality, they're they're choosing to uh, to love someone that um, we believe that is that the Bible says is not is not good. Um, it doesn't mean we don't love them. It doesn't mean that we treat them any, you know, we treat them without love and, and honor, but but just to know that they're making choices that the Bible says are not are not good and true. Um you, you can keep it as simple as that. You don't you don't need to be graphic with kids that age. Yeah, I would just add to two things to that. I, I I wouldn't personally use the word they're choosing to love someone because love's such a complex thing for them and you want them to love uh, mm-hmm. But you might say um, they're choosing to form a family in a way that God did yeah, not that's, design. I, I like so, that. That's and good. The other thing I think always in this is to always point out the standard, the God mm-hmm. standard. Uh, you know, for somebody's cutting away, God always wants us to treat our body with respect. Yes. Um, you know, it's gender identity. Well, you know, God created boys and girls, yes. and boys are like this, and girls are like this. And and you know, in terms of who should be cause you know get married or a family, you don't have to talk about the sexual aspect. Right. But there's a mommy and there's a daddy. There's yeah. a man and there's a woman, yeah. and they have children, and God designed it for that. By by keeping it at that simple at that age, you're yep. not giving them more information than they yeah. need. But and, you're, and, and you're also explaining to them what the right and the good and yeah, the truth is. Yeah, you're giving is. them that baseline of truth. And I think that's so important. You don't don't spend all your time on the perversion of that. Spend all your time on this is what's yeah, good yeah. and right and true, and this is the one that this is what matters most. And when you veer off that, bad things happen. Um, and 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 so I think when they're that age, keep it general. Uh, when they get older, obviously, depending on on. A lot of times it depends on if they're homeschooled, if they go to if they go to a public school. They're going to be exposed to different things in different ways. And especially once they get a phone, all bets are off of what right, they're going to be right. exposed to. And I think you're able to have more conversation, I, I, more open conversations about that um, and, and to, to share, okay, so, you know, aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so or your cousin Sally's, you know, this is, I just want you to know, this is what's going on, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you know where we stand. You know what the Bible teaches. Uh, a couple things to remember is we're, we're not. When Jesus came, he came full of grace and truth. So you know what that means. We're gonna we're gonna extend grace to, to people when even when they don't do what's right because you've seen me do that in different times. Um, but we're never gonna back down from the truth. So here's what we know that the truth is. Point that out. 
And so we're going to we're going to navigate this relationship with grace and truth because that's how Jesus that's how Jesus loves us and that's when he came he never backed down from what what was the truth he never backed down from righteousness he never compromised righteousness um but at the same time he wasn't afraid to get close to people who were broken and, and sinful and i think it's important that you lay out that understanding for your children especially when your family i mean if it's happening externally outside your it, you can kind of pick and choose whether or not to hang out with with people, you know. But when it's in your family, you've got some tough decisions to make. Um, so I think that that's how I would deal with the communication issue. Do you have anything else to add well, to that? I would just simply say I think it's also important to practice with your kids right responses. Mm. Um, because first of all, your kids are being indoctrinated in many ways by the media and public schools and so forth on the response they think you should have. Mm -hmm. uh, not long ago, I knew of a teenager who was um, from a Christian family, and in his youth group, he announced that he was gay and immediately was surrounded by kids telling him how wonderful that was and so forth. <laughs> so what happened is the leadership went to him, the kids and said, hang on just a minute. Do you believe that homosexual? Oh, no, we don't believe it's right. Um, okay, so then why are you affirming this? Yeah. Because that's what we were taught you know, yeah because otherwise we it's like we don't love him and it, mm. and so it, mm. it created a whole new teachable yeah. moment you know even on things like the temptations and the opportunities you know we teach our kids good touch bad touch we yep. teach our kids stranger danger yep so i think there are other things what do you do if someone tries to get you to take um a gummy bear mm. and and you didn't see it come out of the package because that's a big problem. Well, what if, you're, what if, if you, you don't? If you're not aware of that, yeah, uh, the t the THC gummies are very popular yeah. today. And and little kids can get a hold of them and think they're they're candy. And it can ruin their brain. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same thing. What do you you know? We taught our kids very very clearly. What do you do if you're at somebody's house and they show up with a gun? Yeah. What well, kid finds their dad's gun? Yeah. What do you do? You yeah. immediately go tell the parent. Yeah. Yeah, but you're a, and then we would practice it. Oh yeah, but if you do that, you're a sissy. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you do that, you're, you're, you're don't tell, you'll get me in yeah. trouble. Yeah. How, what should you do then? Yeah. And the same thing goes to this, you know, what, what if you're at your friend's house and they're in the bedroom and they, and they start pulling up dirty pictures? Mm. What do you do then? Do you watch? Yeah. Do you yeah. say stop? Do you, and rehearse with them their response. That's good. And don't assume that they're going to behave the way you did because they're not sophisticated as yeah. you are. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, so I think those are really good parameters of communication. The other thing I would just say is the whole cutting issue uh, is, is it was really popular, I would say, 15 years ago. It still yeah. happens today. Yeah. Early 2000s. But I think there was a, a real strong movement for that. And if you have to explain what cutting is to your kids, the best way I would talk to them is, you know, there are two kinds of pain. There's a lot of kinds of pain that people feel. Some pain is physical, like when you fall down and scratch your knee, you know, when you scratch your knee sometimes or cut yourself on accident, sometimes you bleed and, you know, it's, it means that there's a scrape on your skin and it hurts and it's painful. Well, sometimes there are wounds and pain we feel inside our heart and, it's, you know, we call it emotional pain. And, and um, sometimes when people don't know how to express their emotional pain, sometimes we do it through crying. Sometimes um, th there's a lot of things that we can do to to show people I'm not feeling well. And unfortunately, some people do things um, to harm themselves, to say, hey, I'm not feeling well. And it's not good and it's not right, but it's something that, that people tend to do. And uh, 
you know, so I, I think that's one of the best ways you can kind of explain that. You don't want to go into, you know, so Sally takes a knife and he cuts her, you know, you yeah. don't need to explain that, but I think you can explain the, the differences between physical pain and emotional pain. And some people don't, sometimes people don't know what to do with their emotional pain. And so they do things that sometimes is, is really harmful to themselves. Yeah. I would also encourage you, explore where the kids got the information they're sharing with you. Mm. Cause it could be that, yeah, I've got a friend in school or I've got, you know, some yeah. family member, or it could be they're getting it off of TikTok or YouTube. Yeah. There's a lot of very dangerous things that are taking that are educating kids off TikTok and YouTube that that are not just dangerous. I mean, they can be fatal. Yeah. Um, and these challenges, these tests yes. and, and so yeah. where they prove you're really cool yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, and it's it's sad that we have to say it, but parents, you have to know, especially if your kids are on TikTok. I mean, yeah. it is a yeah. cesspool, I, I, I would a just den of iniquity. Say, say this, and I think you would agree with me. I believe that if you're a parent of an adolescent or younger, that you should say TikTok is not going to be part of your your repertoire. Mm. It, it it opens their phone to all kinds of things. I mean, when the states, I think there's like 12 states, mm. are literally banning it. I, I mean, when politicians get involved, you know it's bad, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I would really say that TikTok just really has no business being yes. on the home of someone who's still under yes, your authority. Yes, absolutely. Um, the, the other thing I would just say is a lot of times people are trying to figure out why are all these young kids, especially females, going to the transgender thing or they're cutting or, you know, homosexuality. Here, Here's what I've learned is that, uh, you know, I'm going back to school to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm doing all kinds of counseling psychology uh, studies. But I read a book recently called Crazy Like Us, and it's a fascinating book. And the whole premise is um, a lot of times these psychological issues, like, for example, in the late 1800s around England, there was a there was a mental health condition called hysteria. And what would happen is women would, would not be able to walk and they would lose feeling in part of their, in their face and they would have these you know, hysterical episodes, right? Well, do you know of any women that are having (laughs) hysteria issues? I mean, it was, it was taking over the Elizabethan uh, age in, 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 I mean, sometimes 20% of women were dealing with hysteria. Well, okay. Why is that not an issue now, but now there's something else, right? And so a guy who studied these mental health conditions in, in some, in some countries like uh, some places like Hong Kong, it was anorexia. Like they used to have five cases of anorexia a year. Well, all of a sudden, um, you know, there someone did an expose on a, on a female that died, and all of a sudden, you know, ten percent of the females in in Hong Kong now have anorexia. And you're like, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. time out! Like, what has happened? And you can look at what's going on today with the whole transgender issue, and it's it's almost like when there's and the author of the of the book really points out this reality. It says when when young people have an internal uh, you know have internal trauma or or emotional pain or disappointment about something, and they do not know how to process their emotional pain, they will hear about an, a condition or or something that they can latch onto and say, "That's how I'm going to express it." And so it may not be that they actually have this issue. They may not actually have issues of transgenderism. They may not have. They may not have a, uh, you know, you know, bulimia or or anorexia. But they're they or hysteria. But they're looking for something to express. I feel hurt and broken and wounded inside, and I don't know how to express this. And so, therefore, if all the girls around me are doing X, Y, Z, well, I'm going to do that to express my frustration as well. And so. 
when you understand that and take a step back and say, okay, you need to have a different kind of conversation. The question you need to have is, what's really going on? What's the what's the hurt that you feel inside of you? What can you not name that is inside of you that you feel so overwhelmed about? And so what's the disappointment? What's the hurt? And I think uh, most of them are longing for attention because they, they're longing for someone to come around them and say, how can I help you? What, what is it that you need? And um, so I, I think understanding why some of these young people go through these things. I, I think the other issue of the whole mental health crisis that young people are having, and I think there's a, a total correlation and connection to social media and mental health for young people. I think you and I, I mean, I think that's even been proven scientifically, but the reality is the more your kids are on social media, the more mental health conditions they will have. Yes. Right? Without a question. Without question. And so you know, if you want to limit your kids' mental, <laughs> you want you want to you know hedge your bets, put limitations on social yeah. media. Yeah, and and not just social media. I would say media in general that involves a screen. Mm. Um, I, I just had lunch with a, a young man uh, who's twenty, and he told me he said I sold my my PlayStation, mm. and he said I cannot tell you how much better my life is. Wow. Um, so, and, and a lot of it goes to the dopamine cycle yep. that you're constantly looking for those next, next rushes and, and so forth. I, I would also just think, and, and you may have more to say about this, but, um, you know, part, part of parenting kids through these things is that we don't want to respond to the symptoms. We want to go for the, what is the cause? That's right. What is the hundred percent? And, and I think sometimes we... Often we respond to symptoms emotionally, but we we respond to causes more spiritually, intellectually, more principled. And principled is that an, is that a we'll, word? We'll take it. Principled. Principled. With principle. Um, <laughs> and and it's interesting. The you know the, you know we are emotional creatures. We do feel at a deep level. Yeah. And if we didn't, we'd be robots. Yeah. But our emotions have to be accountable to truth. Mm. And and so I know some of the stupidest things I've ever done. Uh, or dismissive things or reactive things I've ever done. I've done almost fun. He's an idiot, you know, or, or don't do that. That's stupid. That's weird. You know, you're responding to the symptoms almost dismissively, but, but rather to stop and say, well, let's have a conversation about Mm, this. mm -hmm. Why do you think someone would cut themselves? Why do you think someone would, would want to end their life? Yeah. What would make somebody do that? Yeah. And, and help your child develop healthy patterns of analysis analyzation, yeah. higher order thinking skills, some critical thinking, some discernment. You'll give your child a huge gift yeah. if you if you help them learn that. And, and I think above all, I mean, we talked a lot about, you know, the, the most deepest need of the human life and heart and existence is Jesus Christ. Exactly. And if someone is going through these kinds of things and they do not have Jesus, and I'm not saying, uh, again, you can grow up with, with around church and with faith, you know, around the faith environment, but mm-hmm. if they do not have, if they've never been born again, if they do have never had an encounter with the person of Jesus Christ and he has saved their soul and he has forgiven their sins and they have the Holy Spirit indwelling in them, man, you're it's all surface level stuff. You you can't get there's a there's a fundamental transformation that takes place when someone is born again. And I think that that's what we pray for. And that's what we hope for our own children. That's what we pray for for the people around us that that might be dealing with a lot of this brokenness in this world and understanding that um that's that's the most fundamental issue that we need to keep 
pointing our kids to, teaching our kids about, and even even those outside of our home to say, hey, listen, you need Jesus. You know, if we got family members that are going through this, and it's not about do you know the facts of the gospel? Have you yourself been born again? Yes. And I think that's the most important thing that you can talk to your children and to your family about. Yeah, and that re- and and that does require us to be thinking biblically as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to and, and and you know, the world is getting more complicated, so we're going to have to be better students. Yeah. And, and you know, and part of what you're doing here by listening to life talks, by reading books, by by asking questions, mm-hmm. by sending in suggestions, mm-hmm. is you're educating yourself. And I want to say to all of who are listening, um, I I hope you're following along with uh, these podcasts with the weekly sermons that are being taught mm-hmm. during this Family Legacy series. You can find it on our website at lifecharlotte.com. Go to the media page, and you'll be able to see uh, Pastor Ben has started going through uh, Deuteronomy chapter six. He introduced it, and he's He's uh, continuing this week, um, you know, just a, an analysis of the verses in a very systematic and careful way. And we will continue this for eight or 10 weeks. Um, and, and we will only scratch the surface that's right. by the time we get done. So, but uh, that's, that's part of the joy of parenting and learning and knowing and exploring God is that you never get to the end of the journey, but you'll get exactly what you need for that day's journey if you'll stay true to the Word of God. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening to Life Talks. If you have a question or a suggestion for an episode for Life Talks, please let us know by writing us at lifetalks at lifecharlotte.com. That's lifetalks, one word, at lifecharlotte.com. And until next time, thanks again for joining us here at Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well. So leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.